Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just got to chant through my chakras first. So okay, I can how be many chakras are there? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Wombat Radio. Today, we're chatting over FaceTime with Ash McClellan, who is on the Gold Coast. G'day, Ash. G'day. Do you want to start by telling us who you are? Whoa. <laughs> That's huge. Yep. <laughs> um, who am I? <laughs> oh, I'm. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's skip over it. Because I can't. Okay, because I can't. I don't want to say I'm a dancer because I don't like. That's not who I am. That's just something that you do. I just can't help but think big picture when you ask that question. So I'd okay. rather just give us move a big picture. Do you have a big picture answer? Not really. Okay. It's too wishy washy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what are you busy with thinking about? Um. <clears throat> okay. So. I reckon I'm trying not to be busy at the moment. I'm actually trying not to be busy thinking, wow. to be honest, right now, because I have a really beautiful situation where I've got heaps of free time this year and I haven't had that for a really long time. So just trying to do nothing most of the time. And is that stressful? No, it took a bit of adjusting and it's very non-stressful. It's really not stressful at all. Um, so what did, you, what did you need to adjust? Like what did you need to tell yourself to say that this is okay to do this that you're doing? Um, just, just consciously letting go of those habits or that inner dialogue that says that you need to be doing stuff all the time Mm. because I think it's really useful not to, Mm. but it just takes a bit of adjusting because, you know, for so long now I've been very busy, really busy schedule. And it's easy to just replace free time with my made up schedule. Like just make a schedule for myself and do it yeah, rather than just not doing much. What do you mean just like uh like being virtuous, like I don't know, going to church or exercising or keeping dance yeah, fit or something? I, yeah, or? that's a big one, I think, because I'm not dancing full time and it's really easy to try and make myself dance a lot. Okay. In the spare time. But I don't think that's not what I want at the moment or need, so do you still have a, a hunger for doing something sometimes? Yeah, I think um, it just comes about from a different place when I'm chilling out. Mm-hmm. Like I still, I'm still creative and I'm still going into movement stuff and, you know, le- trying to, play music or trying to write or whatever, but um, I don't know. It comes from a different place. Hmm. Do you know what that place is or do you know how it feels different to what used to happen? I think maybe it feels more authentic. (laughs) Let's use that word. word. Yeah. Great. Everyone loves that word. Yeah. Or... Or it's like you can't, I can't help but do it yes. because I'm just, it just, um, you know, it's fun. <laughs> and it's good to have fun. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I want to ask you then about if you're talking about sometimes dancing and sometimes writing and Sometimes mm, 
playing music and I, are you still taking photos? I've started to again, but my film camera broke a fair while ago and so I, I stopped for a really long time. But I've got a little disposable camera and I'm keen to take some photos. Like from the supermarket, yeah. like 30 shots yep. and then you're done. Yep. Wow. I like it. It's really light. And they look pretty nice, actually. And, and how do you decide if you're going to bring it along with you or not? It's just in my bag all the time. Okay. Mm. Yep. And what's the moment where you're like, oh, okay, this is, now's the time. i got to get my camera out. Um, because uh, most of the time that I, I pick up my phone and put it in camera mode, it's with the express purpose of sending that image to somebody immediately. So taking an image analog is a different, comes from a different mm. desire. Mm-hmm. I think, um, to be honest, I don't think to take photos very much mm. anymore. I feel like I used to do that more. Um, but I suppose if something's just really striking or you know, lighting or for whatever reason something looks interesting aesthetically. And at that t- point in time I remember that I've got a camera now and then I'll take mm. the photo. Um, but my phone camera is blurry, so mm. I can't – I don't take photos at the moment. It's – well, sometimes I do, but they're all blurry. <laughs> they're all out of focus, which I kind of like. Mm. So – very dreamy pics. <laughs> um, mm. Where do you live, Ash? Uh, mm, uh, I'm moving around a lot this year. I'm moving around nearly every two to three weeks. So do you want me to name all the places? No, I, I guess... Do you feel like you live somewhere or do you feel like you live nowhere then? No, I've I've never really felt um, – I've always felt pretty nomadic because when I was young, I travelled heaps with my family and we always moved around, like lived in a van for a long time, would be overseas. So I feel like I've always grown up. I've always moved around, so I've never – I feel like the, the world is my home, the whole world. <laughs> it's true, though, I do feel like that. I don't really have a – I don't feel like I have a base necessarily. Mm. Um, I want to ask mm. you about some dancing improvisations that I watched of you mm. on the internet and just what – what you think about when you're improvising or what Mm -hmm. is drive, not, not what is driving you, but like what is the structure that you put in place to facilitate your improvising? Mm. Um, I think I firstly will always try to just quieten down as much as I possibly can. Mm. So, um, just feeling the most subtle things in my body or maybe starting with a meditation and just waiting, just settling down or becoming as less as I can. I like starting from that place because I feel a lot more, um, I feel like things naturally arise from that place, interesting things. And that's probably the only thing that's really consistent is I really like starting from that place. Well, I like to give, I like to give myself a lot of time to settle, but you know, sometimes we just start and try to find that place anyway, but I really enjoy doing that. Do you find that? it's um, important for the audience to see you at that point or could you 
start in that place for half an hour before the doors open mm. and then you're halfway through and the audience can see you from yeah then. I think yep yeah, I think that's I could definitely do that <laughs> it's more just it's just more for me to drop into a state that I like uh-huh. being in yeah but you, you know I like to practice trying to get there quicker or trying to just be there yeah or be okay with not being there already um but if we're talking pleasure yeah well when i'm in i really like starting slow i'm just less is more for me always really like quiet the stillness for me everything is so much more i've just i just really have always been like that is that um, from a place of uh, like dramaturgy for the audience ex- experience or is that from your point of what you enjoy? I think that's um, more for what I enjoy and it's just a it's just a state I would prefer to perform mm. in. Mm. For, you know, for ultimately for the audience to see me in that state because I think you kind of naturally go there with someone. Um, yeah, but I think that comes from me first maybe. Yeah. Mm. Does it affect where you are? Does that affect what you how you do nothing um environment yeah like in in which uh environment but also community but also culture but also temperature but also Mm. how does that impact what you do when you're making sure that you're not busy oh um I think it just takes discipline maybe just because you can do it anywhere, Yeah, I think. It doesn't matter if it's noisy or if it's whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's part of it, I, you know, I suppose just accepting where you are or not denying anything. Um, and that's, that's cool. I don't always do it, but I think it, yeah, maybe it's harder, but that's – a good thing and environmental it definitely affects everything because um well I think it'll probably affect you whether you're aware of it or not but I like to acknowledge where where I am or the environment consciously Mm. do you feel like this is really far away from what you trained for what I'm trained for what you spent years training for and then years dancing for other people? Um, no, no, because I don't think, I think I've always done this anyway, maybe. Or this is kind of, um, I feel like they're the same. Maybe I'm missing the question. No, 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 not at all. I mean, the question's not important, really. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wonder about, you know, when, when I asked you before about who you are, I imagine that was a very different thing to even consider when you're doing ballet for a choreographer or in a contemporary mm. company or making your own solo mm. works in Melbourne and living in Melbourne or... Yeah, no, I think they're all the same for me because it's, I feel like I've always been in this place. Hmm. I can't really separate. Yeah. I'm not good at separating things. <laughs> Everything is always the same to me. <laughs> um, yeah. And what is that? The Oof. S- like, could you describe what that is, that place that's always the same? Mm, it's really hard. I find it really hard to use words, but um, oh, 
Um, where to start? So, okay, so I really like dance for this reason, movement, because mm. it's such an intelligent language, you know, and so much, so much goes on beyond words, and I'm very much that. I very much connect to that unspoken language, and I very much live in that world. Um, but I love form and I love words and um, working on articulating things is very powerful. But naturally, um, I kind of, my understanding of things is not in that place. So, like, the art of dancing, of moving, um, I feel like um, just teaches you a lot and is kind of, for me, the same as everything. <laughs> you know, when you learn the art of something, it's actually the same as everything. You just transfer the information across. So that maybe that's what I mean by I can't I don't know how to separate things. Mm. Yeah, but there's <laughs> it's nice to hear you talk about uh, learning to articulate, and mm. that if all things are the same, then whatever medium or form or discipline that you move across into is also do trying to do the same work of articulating phenomena, cultural phenomena, human phenomena. Mm. Uh, but I wonder if you could tell me if you've worked anything out from, <laughs> from, your efforts in uh, like working out how to use dance or working out how to let dance use you to articulate and connect? Um, I think that I think just letting go of inhibition is one of the best things for being able to articulate anything for me. So the more I can let that go, um, the more I can just trust in everything to flow out. Um, it's a little bit the same as uh, emptying. I feel like if I can quieten, then things just flow through effortlessly and sometimes fully formed, which is cool because it's also less effort. But at the same time, it's effort because to do that's really practice yeah it's not accidental to reach the no. place where you're calm enough that you can notice what's mm -hmm. asking to be brought into the world through you mm -hmm. yeah and i think a lot of it oh a lot of it's awareness that's probably something i'm thinking about a lot um just deepening awareness and trying to because, um, you know, we shift out of different planes of consciousness all the time and I think it's really fun to be aware of those shifts as you, as you go through them. And something I'm doing at the moment is just trying to exist on all planes at, at once. Uh -huh. So all things are the same all the time. And your efforts are to exist on all planes of consciousness uh, at once. Yeah. Yeah, I think at the moment I'm curious about that. That's like some interdimensional being. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> well, it's not, and you know, it's not happening, of course, but I think it's really fun. Well, sometimes it feels necessary for health reasons, <laughs> yeah, actually, or it's just happening. It's happening anyway. I don't think like 
I'm interested in it, so I can't really help but be doing it. Mm. And it's just, and it's also happening really rapidly at the moment, and I think for a lot of people, and you could, you could maybe deny that, I suppose, and try and pretend you're not interested. But I think at the moment, for me, it's really the forefront, and that's. You know, maybe it started through or notably started through improvising because that's or, you know, Feldenkrais and somatic work is, you know, is awareness practice and then carrying that through the day no matter what you're doing mm. um, into socialising, into whatever. And then you just kind of always, you're always doing that anyway. And then you just, realize that everything's you're just always that you're always doing it you're never not um oh god you're never not dancing <laughs> gold that'll have to be the uh, quote that goes yeah that can be the title <laughs> that that's so terrible but that's awesome love to be tacky love it so Mm. I can cut this out if it's not interesting for us but Mm -hmm. um, last night two nights ago I was at I was in a food court (laughs) and at at a like a chain called Pepper Steak with my mate oh yeah and then there were many different food establishments in the food court. And I looked around and in my immediate vicinity realized I was the only white dude. And then upon walking out, having a look for other white dudes, I saw one other white dude that looked like he was having dinner with maybe his work colleague or something. And then saw like a family or a group and there are a couple of white people in it. But... Um, <laughs> That's not really uncommon for me to notice in when I'm in certain mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember our texting conversation. <laughs> uh, and it made me, when you were like, okay, what does this person look like? I was like, well, shit, what do, what are the yeah. defining features that I've noticed about this yeah. person? And also if I was to describe myself to somebody else, I'd be like average height, Average brown hair, average brown eyes, average white skin, the average. (laughs) (laughs) But I wonder, I guess I wonder about when you notice these things and when it affects what you're interested in or if it never affects what you're interested in. Mm, How people look, if I notice that or. Yeah, and in relationship to yourself and. The, what you said about your outfit, like bringing some <laughs> some diversity to the scene. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I, yeah, I suppose I notice it sometimes. Mm. I was going to say that I don't notice that kind of thing mm. is my go-to, but sure, I will. Um, I'm sure subconsciously I do and sometimes I'll just take note of that kind of thing because, you know, travel around a lot so it's interesting to take note of the differences between different places. Mm. Um, like I'm on, on the Gold Coast at the moment and there's a particular aesthetic and that's really – I think that's really interesting. Yeah. The aesthetics that we all fall into. And because I've, I've I change a lot and I've always dressed really differently, I think, through my life, so depending on what – you know, where I am, 
um, different cultures. I think I get interested in newness. So I'll be like, oh, yeah, get in, I'll get into this thing for a while. Um, but lately I'm just – and I said this to a few people, like, I don't know what I wear because I don't – I'll go through a phase where I just wear out of clothes out of convenience and I'll just wear the same thing every day because I don't really care. And then other times I get really creative – um, and then sometimes I'll just dress up in different characters that are not me, say, like. <laughs> no, I know what <laughs> because you mean. I, because I don't know what, I don't know what, well, we're, I just, we're changing all the time, so do, I'll dress differently all the time for, and for different reasons. Yeah, I do like playing dress-ups. Mm. Yeah, and you can do it at any time. Yeah. You can dress up as... Especially if you've got friends that will let you borrow their clothes who mm. are, have different jobs than you do. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you've got on the steel cat boots and the <gasps> yeah. button-up shirt and you're like, holy shit, I look like those dudes. The, and the, the character other, takes over. Yeah, the character, <laughs> the <strut laughs> And you realise... That's fun. Well, like I realise why dudes in boots take bigger steps and it's because the boots are heavy and it yeah. swings your foot out. Oh, I love a heavy shoe. That's why <laughs> I, re- I really like Docs yeah. because I don't have a heavy foot. I love heavy foot. People with big feet I think is so great. That's something that would be a reason I'd wear a shoe mm. for the weight. Mm. Um, or if something's given, if there's a story to the item of clothing, yeah. the best. That's great. I sometimes even notice when I'm, I'm not a very big person, but I notice when I'm the biggest person in that group. Mm. Uh, whether it's about volume during discussion and who's like taking up gravity (laughs) towards Mm. themselves but even Mm. if there's like a public space and you suddenly hear someone yelling there's like a quick thing that I do where I decide whether I'm the biggest person in the group and I would have to be the wall between that person and my group Ah, you don't want to be louder than that person? uh, Sorry, no, I mean if I think that there might be some kind of confrontation. (sighs) Okay, yep. If I'm not the biggest person in the group, then I totally just like leave that over to whoever is the biggest person in the group. Yes. But if I look around and it's just uh, my partner and her friends who are female or regardless of actually sex or gender who are smaller than me, it's just a size thing. Yeah, yeah, a physical size thing. A physical size thing, yeah. And I wonder. Yeah. Yeah, not even about like aggression or ability to fight or uh, appearance or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, that makes sense. So when you talk about like heavy, heavy boots and the feeling that it gives you Mm. and then how you don't have a heavy foot. Mm. (laughs) I mean, do you feel like a, a light person that doesn't take up? space or do you feel like you take up space and you move Um, things or you walk past them and yeah I'm more I don't feel small necessarily it's funny because you say when you say that I think I do the same thing energetically Mm. like that thing of shifting within a group to your position but for me it's like um it's all, you know, it's, it's like an energy, um, like I feel masculine, feminine energy shift and rise depending on the group. And I'll just, yeah, I'll happily sit back if I'm not, if someone else want, is that fire or something, mm. then I'm, I don't need to. Um, and, but if there's no fire, is but that if there's when no fire, you, I'll, I'll, yeah. Ash becomes I, the fire. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think it's so funny because more often than not, I don't have to because there's usually, I find a lot of the time there's usually fire or something mm. around. So I'm not usually that. But if I have to be, 
it's interesting you notice that comes through. Yeah. And does that even happen in ensemble performance? Um, yeah. It's like when you do that improvisation where, um, yeah, you, you often you notice the people that listen or the people that come and disrupt or yeah. the people that um, send information. And we all usually probably lean towards we're better better at one or the other, but I think everyone fluctuates or adapts. Or I like watching that. Mm. And then the, yeah, the same socially. It's just the same game. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Everything's the same all the time. <laughs> Everything is exactly the same. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think um, we're expecting <laughs> answers out of this conversation, so I think uh, we're fine. No, no, no answers. Uh, I'm pretty interested to hear about where you grew up and where you like to travel to mm. and the differences between those two places. Like, mm, I, I guess conceptually it would be the the home kind of environment that had a big say on who you became, but then also the like exciting exotic destination that is not like home <laughs> that you enjoy mm. going to. Yeah. Um, so where I grew up, mm. um, I was born in Cairns, but I left when I was five. Mm -hmm. So I don't remember a lot of it. And then from there on, we went on, my family and I went on like a big holiday um, over like Europe and Asia and stuff like that, travelling around. So I think I was travelling a lot in my formative years. <laughs> so this, this travelling is home? Yeah, I think so. Mm, it's the most familiar thing to do. Yeah, yeah, and I, re oh, I remember a lot being in the bus, driving, driving around, mm. and then being in a new place. And it was great because um, me and my brothers, I have two brothers, and we all got got along amazingly, and we all used to just draw all the time, and daydream a lot and then you know you visit some cool place where they you know there were vikings or whatever and i just imagine that world or being in that world or then you know i remember filtering through all the different like being in britain and you know walking through castles and stuff or highlands and and then being in asia and you know, kind of just going through the list of, you know, kind of going through history, mm. imagining that you live, that was your reality. That's what I remember of my childhood, just lots of that. And is that... Just to write daydreaming. Just to carry on with the theme, is that the same as your adulthood? <laughs> Where you're in places mm. and you think about what it would have been like and... Mm. If I go to a new place... Yes, but I think I'm less I'm less like that now. Um, I'm probably more present, like I'm more curious as to what uh, the place is like now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas maybe I used to look back a lot. But I really love history, so I still um, – I feel like learning about that, but I don't think I daydream about it. Mm. I, yeah. Yeah. Can you describe uh, the logistics of a day of not being busy? Um, yeah. Um, wake up, 
um, just like enjoy lying in bed for a bit. Usually there's birds around. There's always birds somewhere. That's nice. Actually, where I am at the moment, I can hear the ocean because my my bedroom window opens up to the ocean, so that's pretty cool. Wow. So just listen to that. Um, and then I would go, I don't know, sit outside or go for a walk, get a coffee. Um, and then I actually am trying to, and I don't do it all the time, but I'm trying to meditate and do yoga or qigong first thing in the morning, and I just love doing that. And usually through that I will just start – often lots of ideas will come for, you know, dancing or um, – just creative ideas or whatever, or things I've been mulling over usually come into my head and do that for a while. And then I'll make some food. I really like cooking. <laughs> um, hang out if there's someone around. I like that. play guitar yeah hang out with someone I think um just actually so it's obviously different all the time but um just trying to find my intuition again that that is something that's come through from having time off and I didn't realize that I'd lost it but I can just be way more intuitive now as to what I'm going to do in any given moment. I think I try to not make plans too much. Is that something I can be very good at? I can easily make a lot of plans and then I've kind of locked myself down to doing stuff and I might not necessarily – it might not – I might not be in the mood for it when it comes to it. Or um, I like keeping things open so that – spontaneity rises or like you can have those serendipitous moments Mm. what is it what does it feel like to come back to intuition or to feel it again it's so nice feels it's so nice well um it's it's totally for me it's I think because I've been pretty busy for a fair while. And, you know, you find freedom in being busy too. But I ha- I've i really gone from one end of the spectrum to the other. Like I'm really not doing anything at the moment. And so um, it's so fun. It's so joyous. Like I'm really happy and it's just magic. I feel like I'm really living in a different, a different reality. Can you describe the, like, make analogies to what it feels like? I think that we mm. know what it feels like to think, to have a thought. When someone's like, mm. I'm thinking this, and somehow it's like I'm, I'm walking up the stairs with my eyes closed. I know what the feeling is of the action. Mm. Mm-hmm. What's the feeling of intuition? Um, uh, I had it and then it went. Um, it kind of just feels feels magic feels like it's an energetic thing Mm. um and i think that 
Oh, it's really hard to describe. Um, time, like times, everything just feels experienced a lot more. Mm. More of the day's experienced and time shifts a lot. I have, uh, like, my relationship to t- time is really different to how it has been in the past few years, which is really nice to go back to experience time. How do you uh, notice that it affects the people around you who are not existing in that same paradigm? Um, Well, sometimes... People just join you. Hmm. Sometimes they'll just say something. Like it's usually always positive. But I also this is why I'm trying to exist on all the different levels because I don't. It's not that I want to just disappear and live in this other world. I think I like to. Um. Yeah, sort of live on all the different planes. Simultaneously. <laughs> Simultaneously. Or, yeah, sometimes it, sometimes it feels, I feel separate, actually. Not all the time, but some, definitely in certain environments I've been like, Whoa. Yeah, I think it's different every time. Sometimes people join you and sometimes people are just so in a state, so in a different state, um, and you both just stay where you are. Or, um, yeah. And that can be... That can be totally fine and it can be hard sometimes, I think, or it has been. (laughs) Am I saying anything? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's a really good question. Maybe that's a question I should have asked you. Um, Hey, Ash, are you (laughs) saying anything? (laughs) (laughs) Because oh. I guess the <laughs> within this entire thought construct is that you must be. You must be doing something. You must be saying something mm. mm-hmm. because it's keeping you focused and it's keeping you effortful. Mm. Yeah, it's that – it's really – that's where it's hard to describe it because – it's like by doing nothing, I feel like I'm doing everything. It, my experience feels more rich. My days feel more enjoyable, more rich, more sacred. I like it. <laughs> How long do you think Lots it's going things. to be like this? Um, well... I think every moment's difference always. Everything's always changing, so it's already gone. Or um, eternity is now, so for eternity, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) What's What's your biggest hope? Um. hope do you mean like something that i would want later uh yeah usually that's Mm. i think i hadn't thought about it that way but now that you say it i think that's how hope usually works because they're often thought about in relationship to effort the effort that you're putting in now and the your hope of what Mm. okay maybe um 
Mm. Maybe find just more and more um, – um, I don't know. I'm just going to say this. I don't know if it's true because – but um, just finding a true my true nature mm. more and more maybe. But it's the paradox because I think everything is how it should be all the time. So it doesn't really matter if I'm not getting there. I'm not really out to achieve something. I'm just um, – but then the weird thing at the same time is I am because I'm, I'm working – I'm still working towards something. Mm. Yes, it's a really, you know. Yeah, finding true nature. You know that sense of when something doesn't feel right for you on the inside? Just maybe a bit less of that. (laughs) But if it happens, it's obviously meant to happen. Or I'll see it that way. But it's fun to to be working towards something. So my goals are more like that than anything necessarily external. More or usually always just within. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And when you're working towards your goals, what is something that you try and remind yourself of? Something that, could be easily forgotten that you're like, okay, I better hold oh, on to this. Maybe just simplicity. Yeah. And that you can just do it in any – you can just do it, be in any moment. You don't have to discuss or figure out how to do it because you can actually just do it. The thing that I'm – yeah. But I'll continue to talk about it because – I like that too. But that's a good reminder maybe. And simplicity comes into that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky moment when you don't like you hedge yourself against failure by saying that you're not ready yet to start. But mm. you need to keep preparing. Yeah, it's like so much preparation. And I think the mind's really good at that. But then the, that weird thing of you know that you've already got, mm. you've got you've already got everything. So usually to do it is by not doing, you know. To do it is to not keep preparing but to do yeah, the thing that you think you're preparing for. Yeah, just to do, you can just do it in a second. Yeah, I do like thinking about that when it's time to warm up to start dancing. I do like to warm up to dance by dancing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's a paradox thing. <laughs> Um, yeah it's like though as you're warming up you're doing you just you just you're not uh, you're not thinking about preparing to warm up you you are warming up Mm. yeah you're doing it you're already doing it but you're doing it at the speed and the pace that is not going to cause harm Mm. Mm -hmm. for the preparedness that you currently have. Mm. Cool, Ash. Yeah. (laughs) Is there anything else that you want to cover or that I haven't asked you or an epiphany that you wanted to share? Um, No, nothing really comes to mind. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am busy with 
things that are probably much smaller but also seem universal, which is the idea of objective truths and objective realities that exist outside us, beyond us. I don't think the world comes into existence as soon as we are there to experience it. I think it exists without us. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I want people that I care about and I guess other people that I still haven't met yet to have their own agency within how they determine who and what they are mm-hmm. in this world. But that those things, I think, are sitting kind of against each other at the moment in my mind. So I'm still working about how to harmonize Mm, a scientific approach whereby even if you and I disagree, if we both follow the same steps, we'll both reach the same outcome. Mm. And then, so it's not really about belief as much as it is about observation and specificity of natural phenomena. Mm. Because I think that's a world that we can share if we experience similar things. But then there's also people that I know that are suffering at the hands of uh, reality or truth that is pushed onto them that doesn't adequately represent who and where they are and how they live and how they want to be engaged. So I don't, I haven't yet resolved these two things in my mind because they're both important to me, but they don't seem to be having a good conversation with each other. little <laughs> you lied to me yeah well well we can't measure these things can we yeah we, we maybe can't even measure whether it crossed over into being a lie i'm i'm pretty sure you're lying but i'm cool with that okay. not a very honest guy 